there's some magic that's always going on around us. And the amount of magic you have in your life is the ability for you to, to be aware of it, the synchronicities. Um, and on the opposite ends, the stressors, the cloud, the fog, all the things that are weighing down on you that are keeping you like, like with tunnel vision and blinders on. And then there's the awareness where you can see all these amazing things that are happening, unfolding. It's always there. It's, it's your ability to see it or not. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? You're not listening to The Awaken Podcast, a show in which we dive into some expansive, insightful conversations to assist you and the planetary collective consciousness in ascending to higher expressions of awareness, divine purpose, and infinite potential. This is The Ascending Journey. My name is Brian Henry. I'm the founder of Together We Ascend and the Ascend Academy over at TogetherWeAscend.com and your host of the show. I have a great deal of appreciation to express towards our guests in this episode of Awaken for the opportunities that in him taking is creating opportunities for myself and for the community. Giovanni Bartolomeo is the founder of a few different ventures, including the Elemental Wellness Center located here in Toronto, which just so happens to be about five minutes from where I'm living. The community that he's creating there, which I'm glad to say I am happy to be a part of, is one that I've personally been assisted by, but again is serving humanity. And so in this conversation, he shares with us some of his experience with learning to detach and let go and the way that this has helped him free up his energy and align it with greater opportunities for himself and for serving others in the ways that he wishes to, providing value, having the sort of impact that he wants to have. And so some very important lessons come up in this that I think you'll be able to take something valuable away from. Following this, later into our conversation, with a little bit happening in between, a lot bit happening in between, um, we get into a topic that Giovanni, biohacking legend, has quite a bit of experience, passion, and insight to share about, and that's breathwork. You may have heard breathwork popping up as a, a tool, a spiritual practice. I know I've been seeing it all along. Maybe that's just the synchronicity of it guiding me along this path because just about six months ago, I started undertaking breathwork as a practice. And as Giovanni will share, there's not much one can say about the types of experiences that oneself can have with breathwork can really really speak to how powerful it can be i've gotten a taste of this but some of the stories that i've heard about the types of spiritual experiences revelations realizations that people have had 
with the use of breath work, there's something here. And so I, again, personally have found a lot of benefit in this. Um, in my journey of personal transformation and I'm highly encouraging you that you explore it as well. I hope this episode provides an enticing invitation to do so. And the one other thing with regards to this is aside from the powerful types of transformation that can occur with breath work, there's something to be said about training proper breathing habits because as Chayavani shares in this episode, most people aren't breathing properly in their day-to-day lives and learning to do so comes with a host of benefits better focus more energy less stress the list goes on you name it anyways descenders if you're ready to be inspired to align your energy for greater opportunities and to learn how to breathe Let's jump into this conversation with my boy. Do you have studio? I guess we are a studio. Everyone always comments on it in the breakouts. Yeah, what, what, uh, what's the limit for that? Get some high quality um, equipment to, you know, just make up for someone saying, you look like a god. I'm like, you don't want to see me in person. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's your brother, actually. He was like... My brother, yeah. Like, yo, your lighting, your camera looks... You look epic, man. I'm like, yeah, I got to make up for it. <laughs> All right. Um, you were asking about the uh, the tech. It's, um, it's actually a DSLR, man. Like an actual camera. It's not really a webcam. But these days, the uh, the camera companies have software for you to use it as a webcam. What kind of camera is it? The Canon ADD. ADD. I got the Canon Rebel T7i. I think that would work. Yeah, you can, man. Uh, if it's Canon, I'm pretty certain you'll you'll be able to search up Canon webcam, and I'm sure the software will pop up. Yeah, because this one, like, it whitewashes my face. Like, I, I'm gonna try and play with this lighting a little bit. Give me one second, because I look like I'm like. No problem. What's up? <laughs> It's a little bit dark, better? Yeah, it looks all right. Um, a little dark, but I think it looks all right. A little dark? No, not too dark, though. It's not too dark? No, no. I could always... Um... Can you hear me okay? Is my vocals coming in nice and clear? Yeah, 
Yeah, man. Audio is nice and clear. You look nice and clear. We're going to be nice and clear for Source to just speak through us. All right. So, you know, I, um, I kind of just get it going, man. Like, I, uh, these days I realize that sometimes the conversation that I hadn't intended on being a part of the podcast ends up being more epic than the portion where I'm like, this is going to be the recorded episode. So let's just jump into a great conversation. I know it's going to be a epic one. Um, I guess being that we're on recording, let me officially and publicly thank you, um, one, for being here, spending this time with me, but even more so than that has been the, the experience that, the experiences that connecting with you has afforded me, um, has led me into. So, you know, let me give you a bit of an introduction. Um, hey, well, first off, you're welcome, I, and, and, and it's been also a pleasure to meet you as well, so thank you for that. Come on. Um, I guess we would have first met in person. Well, actually, I think we first saw each other in person probably a couple years back, but the first time we actually got a chance to chat wasn't too long ago. It was probably late mm -hmm. last year, so maybe six months ago yeah. um, at, your, um, at your wellness center, Elemental. And I guess the, uh, the, the big unfoldings that cascaded from there was me joining the men's group that you've put together, which has been an incredible experience for me. The, the boys in that group, man, are, are something else. I, um, I love each and every one of them. And the, the relationships that I've gotten the opportunity to, to build and um, nurture since coming a part of that group it's been i don't know if i've ever told you that like this but i've been manifesting relationships like i've been in the intention of manifesting relationships like this for some time um mm. i've been getting the chance to connect with a lot of people online over these past few years that i've felt this sense resonance with but there has been a lacking of it in in in-person relationships and coming into that group that you put together has been a has been a gift for me man so thank you for that as well yeah thank you and it was uh, quite spontaneous you know it's it's just like many of the things in my life it goes from an idea to let's just see what happens to allowing it to grow on its own becomes its own organism in a way um and i don't take credit for that you know i might have helped to start it but um you know it, it's a collection of some amazing individuals maybe some might call them misfits in their own sort of circles or interesting individuals but i, I find everyone so unique and brings so much to the group that when it starts coming together um like you said creates some incredible conversation amazing support shared experiences you name it you know it's there and a lot of guys that are doing the work so they bring a lot of personal experience um, to the table to share and to give insights so yeah it's it's we're, we're gonna i'm excited to see where it continues to evolve to from here as well mm -hmm. yeah the way that being around others that are in the intention of growth and and just self-actualization the way that that brings out better in you man that's i've i've noticed that it just it lights me up yeah 
Absolutely. You know, they say that um, there's that common quote that at a time I never really subscribed to the you're the average of the the five people you spend the most amount of time with. And well, I don't think it's that um, black and white. Uh, there's no denying that the the types of individuals that you you surround yourself with is going to have an effect on what you're expressing. And again, that's been my my experience with being around these kinds of guys. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know the science behind it, but I noticed that, yeah, when you're around people, they influence you in different ways where you start to mimic them, talk like them, um, think like them. And that's why it's very important to just to be aware of who you surround yourself with and the type of energy that you invest into those type of relationships and experiences. And it doesn't mean to avoid um, the ones you perceive as negative because sometimes those are the ones you need to see the most because they could be the mirror that you're looking into. Um, but to recognize when you start getting these patterns of, you know, going on a downward spiral versus inspiring to continue to be yourself and to grow. So I'm always like, my circle is always changing. I'm always, people are coming in, going out, trying not to judge or feel attachment in any way that I feel like, um, you know, certain people come into your life at a certain time for a certain reason. Mm -hmm. And when they've served that purpose for either, uh, end of the experience or either side of the relationship, um, you know, that, that, that agreement may have ended in some, some way, shape or form. And even when it comes with death, you know, and you might want to not want, not want to accept it, but, um, you know, the universe has other plans and sometimes that's the way it needs to go. So, you know, I, I just try to, um, be aware of that and try to surrender to that. And, you know, sometimes, like I said, people leave your circle of friends in your life, but they're always making space for something new to come in. And it can be perceived as good or bad, but remember that's just a perception, you know, the good or bad, um, will teach you or show you different things in different ways. And that's where I've sort of learned to sort of change my outlook and how these things go. Like, yeah, we want to grow this to a thousand people or we want to keep it super tight and small. It's like, you know, I'm trying to unravel my mind from trying to have expectations and trying to direct it in a certain way where it's like, yeah, let's just bring a certain intention to it and see what happens. Um, and I try to bring that to every relationship to be open, to be myself, to support um, the relationship in the way that is healthy. Um, it's allowed to be what it needs to be. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Being that open and willing for it to, to unfold in the way that feels most right. And then you mentioned something important there, like when, when relationships start to kind of feel like they, they may be coming to an end or going their separate ways. Uh, when we start to feel like we're going our separate ways, um, just embracing that, right? Because like you said, it might be creating space for, for something new. And that's something that I've had to really learn, like to, to let go of people that I've cared about, but you know, it just, it just seemed like it was time for, for things to, for, for a new chapter. Um, and go ahead. Yeah. The reality of it is as you grow, you're going to grow at your own rate in your own way. And you can't expect the people that you love or the people that you've known your entire life to follow that same path. Everyone's on a different path. And the, in, the initial, like, um, I don't know if this is the gut reaction or the instinct or the, the, um, the, the, the wanting mind wants you to bring everyone with you. Hey, you got to see what I'm doing. You need to read this book. You need to come try this plant medicine. You need to do this because you're getting growth out of it. But the reality of the matter is they're on their own journey. Maybe they're not ready. Maybe they're into something else. Um, and it was something that I had to learn because I remember my first plant medicine experience. I want to tell the whole world about it. And I thought everyone was supposed to do it right then and there, but that was not the case. 
they were on their own path and some of them have found it since then others have not i feel like they're still stuck but that's you know that's my perception of it um and there's a point in my life where i started realizing that like geez i'm not that close to any of my childhood friends anymore we still brothers and sisters and i love them and when i see them it's like nothing's ever changed but we don't have that closeness anymore and i was a little bit upset about that for a little while and after reflecting on it, I remember my intention was, was I want to meet more inspiring people that are doing interesting things that I can learn from, that I can be more engaged with. Because I've been talking about the same thing with my old friends for our entire life. You know, it used to be like drinking beer and watching football and eating junk food on a Sunday afternoon. You know, I did that for most of my 20s, you know, my teens into my 20s. And it was so much fun. But I realized it wasn't doing it for me anymore when I was ready to sort of go into that next stage of my life. And you know, although I wanted them to be on the same journey with me, they weren't. And when I started looking at what I had attracted into my life, I've been surrounded by the most amazing, inspiring people that are so different from my other group of friends, some similarities, but a lot of differences. And I'm so blessed because that's exactly what I was sort of um, manifesting into my life. And, and, you know, it is what it is. And I have to just appreciate all of that. And, and then what ended up happening is those other friends, some of them were like curious and they would ask me questions mm -hmm. about meditation ask me questions about breath work. That's me questions about plant medicine because then they were sort of ready. Maybe not ready to be what my idea of ready was or where I was, because I'm not saying I'm above or below, I'm just where I am, you know, but they had a question and I was able to be there and hold space for them and not feel like you have to do this or asking that question is stupid or whatever. I just saying, hey, like, great, let's, let's talk about that. I would love to chat with you about that. Yeah. So it's been an interesting experience to evolve and watch the relationships around you evolve as well. Yeah, and just again, the, those new relationships would have never come into your space if you hadn't given it the room to. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so you have to shed the old in order to to make room for the new. That's the that's the message there. Yeah, and and the same goes with you know like having a ten year plan and manifesting and looking into the future. You know, um, that process going from A to B, you know, we have this like very clearly defined mm -hmm. step ladder of how we envision it happening. And 99 times out of a hundred, it's not that way. It's something totally mm -hmm. different. And, and sometimes, to that. and sometimes it actually looks like your world is falling apart. looks like you're losing your job. looks like losing a relationship. looks like disease. looks like the worst things you can imagine, but those worst experiences may be helping to change you in a way, maybe helping to create space or redefine your reality so that you can actually get to where you want to go. And sometimes it's not even that finite destination. It's a feeling. It's a, a way of being that you need to go to. And, you know, your intention is enough to get you there. But the path is going to be something totally different. Then you look back and like, oh, my God, thank God that thing happened to me that I hated, that I brought me to rock bottom, that I thought was the end of me, that I was begging people to help me with. Thank God that happened because that's what woke me up. That's what shifted me on my path. That's what moved my reality into a new direction, a new dimension, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's interesting, you know, the way we try to latch on and, and sort of try to create in our minds a pathway forward or what our friends should look like or what reality should be. And it's this letting go process, you know, that, that is, is hard. Um, but as you practice it more and more, it becomes a little more easy and you have an awareness to sort of look for it as it's happening or to be aware of changes as they come and trying not to make judgment of good or bad, positive or negative. It's, it is. And one thing that's really helped me, um, especially in this last, um, well, this last year, starting January 1st was getting really strict on my daily meditation. 
hour a day, every day on waking was inspired by um, uh, Naval Ravikant. Uh, a friend shared a podcast on Tim Ferriss. He talks about sitting there and just sitting there and observing. And I, I'd done a lot of meditating in my life, but I hadn't really, I, I'd given the 60s, 60 minute meditation, some action here and there, but never like, okay, this is it. I'm going to start a routine and stick with it. After about two, three weeks, I just started feeling this clarity and this calm and not worrying about US politics, not worrying about coronavirus, not worrying about all these things uh, in the political landscape and the lockdowns. And just trying to like, I'm mean, feeling myself just like sink into it and just being, okay, like this is happening. Okay. And I'm happening with it and we're all happening together and it's all okay. I don't have to try to figure out what the answer is. I don't have to see, you know, like if the election was rigged or not, or, um, you know, is Biden going to be good for us or bad for us as a new president of, 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 the, of the United States, which affects so much of the world or what our government is doing. It's like, yeah, I don't care. I deleted half of my social media accounts because I was like, okay, I don't care anymore. It doesn't matter, you know? where this, this, this overactive mind was so busy trying to like do all these things and figure out the meditation just helped me sort of be so much more present. Um, it gave me clarity into things I should be focusing my energy on, which is the things that I'm passionate about, which is the things I'm creating, which is the things that are going to serve people because I've realized that those are important for me and what I want to do. And the more I focused on that, I see other opportunities coming up and there's a lot more clarity where the fog has sort of dissolved a bit. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's been it's been great. So what was the experience like before you adopted this album? It was still good. It was very busy and it was very like nonstop, like one thing after another, putting more things on my plate, not being able to say no. Um, a lot of like these subtle awarenesses that have come up. So it was it was my I still had morning practice. It wasn't 60 minute meditation, a little bit of workout, a little bit of breath work maybe not super consistent um but just something was like yeah you have to do this do this now it's gonna be good for you in the long run um see what happens 30 days my goal was 30 days do for 30 days an hour a day straight religiously no offense or buts you wake up at six or seven you get an extra hour of sleep in if you really need it if you've had a late night or you're really tired but otherwise start your day with 60 minutes and it's just basically sitting in silence and observing not trying to focus on meditation not trying to like breathe a certain way I just calm my breathing down uh, and relax and allow things to come up. And the first couple of weeks was very busy. A lot of that busyness was coming out. The mind was trying to settle. Um, and now it's gotten into a really nice, you know, quiet stillness in the morning where it helps me to feel this clarity throughout the day. So I can work really hard where I can focus on the things that I need to do. Um, so, so it's been, it's been quite interesting. And before it was a lot the same, but it was, it was, a different feeling of go, 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 like rush, 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 got to do this, got to do that. You know, I'm still waking up with that feeling. Like first thing when I get up, the mind is like, okay, gas pedal. And then it's like, okay, let me just breathe into this and relax. So that's starting to fade away as well. That morning, like get up and go like anxiousness mm -hmm. where it's like, let's start, let's crank. So I'm trying to find that balance. And then also it's like finding the overall balance in my life. You know, I got two kids. Um, I got a few businesses. Um, very busy uh, i'm very curious so i like to read and learn a lot at the same time and you know what i was doing before was unhealthy in the fact that i can easily justify that i'm doing things i love i'm serving humanity i'm learning i don't have any really vices but that alone is a vice itself this like work 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 never mm -hmm. stops okay now i need to come back to balance so i'm starting to create more space where i can just like slow down a bit you know create space 
um, find more balance. Things are going to happen as they need to. I don't need to add a thousand projects onto my plate. And the one lesson I would say that's been the most obvious and it's felt the, the best so far is the power of saying no. Hmm. The power of saying no to new opportunities, power of saying no to people feel obligated to for some reason, power of saying no to people asking for help. So for me, I realized these were a lot of, um, I was giving a lot of meaning to these sort of things where people would ask me for help. I felt obliged to help. I felt people might judge me for not helping. I might be a bad person if I didn't help them. And so I had a, a program deep inside. If I don't say yes, I'm bad. And I, what I'd be doing is I would be saying yes more than I can handle. And then either running myself into overdrive or letting them down, not being able to help them the way that I want to help them and letting myself down. And part of this clarity is like, listen, it's okay to say no, you know, say no respectfully, let them know why you're saying no. And, you know, let them know you have every intention of wanting to help them or in, the, in any way that you can, but not in the way that they're asking. So maybe refer them to something else, maybe, you know, like give them like some time, a little bit of time, but not making a long-term commitment. So I turned out a few projects and um, just changing the way I'm dealing with people. And it's, it's been great. And it's allowing me to have more space. And I'm, and I'm able to be aware now. And I think it's because of the meditation that before I was saying yes to everything, I was just mm -hmm. trying to jam it in there and then mm -hmm. wasting time and running in circles. So I feel like I'm rambling on here. So interject at any let, time, brother. Let it, let it go flow, brother. That's what we brought you on for. Mm -hmm. um, what it sounds like to me is that you are far more clear as to where you're allocating your energy. And now that you are more mentally clear, you're able to allocate in the way that feels in greater alignment with what you really want. Yeah. And I think it's allowing me more flexibility to flow with, with different opportunities and different things. Like when, when I've noticed there's two types of people, it's probably thousand types of people, but the two that I've identified is people that can really crank and put the pedal to the metal and have tunnel vision and just, um, bulldoze their way through life and through like objectives and priorities and goal setting. And then there's a little more balanced approach where you have a little more awareness where you're being aware of other opportunities or roads less traveled or allowing some patience to see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, and, and both work for different people, but I find that the other way was so much more stressful, brought a lot of pressure, uh, leads to some mistakes, a lot of wasted time where now it's like, yeah, I'm going to work hard but I'm also going to allow space for myself. I'm not going to feel rushed to make decisions. I'm not going to feel obligated to say yes all the time. Um, so it's created a little bit of a different experience in primarily, you know, like my work life and some of the projects that I'm working on. Yeah, it sounds like it feels a lot better. It feels a lot, way, way better, yeah. Way better. Now, what and, do you think? Yeah. What do you think in terms of actual output now? How, uh, I know that it hasn't been too long that you've been, uh, with this practice to, to maybe say how it compares, but do you have any ideas around how this might actually affect your results on the surface? Yeah, it's an interesting question because like, how do you measure your own results? You know, well, like, how, how would do you, you measure it? Exactly. So like, like that's, that's, that's a, the question that I'm asking myself is mm. I'm doing all this work and how do I really measure my output? You know, mm -hmm. I've been doing some, so for one of our startups, um, we hired an OK coach, which is uh, the OKR system is objectives and key results. It's Silicon Valley, a lot of startups, tech companies, but it can be used across the board. And okay. it's really important. OKR? OKR, yeah. So What's you have an objective. Again, sorry? Objectives, objectives and key results. 
So your objective is what's driving you and what you're trying to uh, have an objective of. And then you need to have key results that you can measure. And the coach said, if you can't measure it, you can't fix it. Okay. So if I can't measure my output, I can't fix whatever I'm doing. You know, so if I'm running in circles because I feel like it's good to stay busy all the time, but it's not giving me any results, then am I really helping myself? I don't know. There's no way to know that. So now I'm starting to think about that. Like, how am I measuring? Um, how am I measuring my success? How am I measuring my output? How am I measuring um, the outcomes I'm trying to achieve? Like, what am I really doing here? You know. Um, so I'll tell you. It, it like I'm, I have way better ideas, way more clear, I've organized a lot of things. And I find that too, like even when I did the long fast, when I was fasting for um, almost two months, I had this clarity Water where fast? it was very, sorry? Water fast? Uh, juice fast um, with dry fasting. So I did some, uh, you know, a couple of days in a row, like no food or water. Then I would have uh, grape juice in between intermittently. But during that two month period, you know, after like the first couple of weeks I got through, um, I had this clarity and I feel like it's coming back again, where like, it's easier to make decisions, easier to see the path forward. Um, so it feels really good. Um, it feels like things are aligning. It feels like I have a way clearer path that, um, that we're on with all the companies that, I've, that I'm, I'm involved in. And it's exciting because um, there's less noise in the background. You know, it's, it's very like, it's hard to explain, but these crazy synchronicities start happening where I read a book or I'll buy a book because I sort of did a Google search and trying to find some information on something. And then a friend will send me an article. And in that article, they reference the author. We look up the author, it's the same author that wrote this book. And I have the awareness to pin the two together and said, okay, I need, this is, there's an answer in here for me. You know, where before when I was so busy, I probably wouldn't have even noticed. And it's like, boom, okay, the universe is telling me something. There's something there. And of course, once I start reading the book, it's exactly what I was looking for. And this has been happening more and more. And it's always happened in my life. But the more I found clarity and space, the more I'm able to see these things, like, like the universe is speaking to you. That might sound woo-woo to some people. Um, but I, I assure you, um, there is some magic that's always going on around us. And the amount of magic you have in your life is the ability for you to, to be aware of it, mm. the synchronicities. Um, and on the opposite ends, the stressors, the cloud, the fog, all the things that are weighing down on you that are keeping you like, like with Blinded. tunnel vision and blinders on. And then there's the awareness where you can see all these amazing things that are happening. Magic was there. It's, it's always there. It's, yeah. it's, it's your ability to see it or not. Beautiful. So, so that's, that's what I've been noticing, you know, these synchronicities. Okay. Like I, I know there's something there. I have a feeling about this. You know, there's a, there's a strong feeling. Yes. We can figure this out or yes. I need to look into this a little bit more. And I'm, I'm using that as a guide to help and doing some research along the way. So it's not 100% intuition. It's intuition plus using my brain that I have. That's very powerful. All of us have a powerful brain if we put it to use. Um, but it's not one or the other. It's using my heart, my intuition, my gut, and then using my brain to say, okay, like, I think there's something here. Let me look into it. And then having the awareness to see when the patterns are coming up, when, when the signs are coming in. Um, and so that's felt really good. And that's been one major change. I can already see like, yeah, things are moving in the right direction. So can I measure output? There's not really any key results yet that are defined that are giving me this, like, yes, this is a tick on the box. But I've been thinking about setting some personal OKRs and really defining what my personal objectives are and how I can measure those as key results. And key results can be like, it's usually a numeric, it can be like a yes or no, did you do this, did you not, or out of 10 or something that you want to measure. For example, you may want to get to, you know, 100,000 YouTube, 
YouTube um, subscribers or downloads per month or whatever. So that would be a key result. The objective is brand awareness or, you know, getting yourself out there or, you know, making, awakening people's lives through um, them seeing you. And the key result would be, that would be a key result. So how are we going to make sure we measure this key result ongoing? How do we make sure we're, we're pushing that? It's right always in our focus. And I think half of, <laughs> I was talking to um, my partner about this. I think half of the um, benefits of the key results, yes, they're effective and they're useful, but your awareness is always there. So you're manifesting, you're reminding yourself, yes, 100,000 subscribers, 100,000 subscribers. So you're attracting this experience in. Mm -hmm. So the Silicon Valley programmers are very left brain, but it, it helps them all focusing on the same thing where you know they have an objective and a key result. I think it helps to manifest it um, in reality. Right, because we're all focusing on the same thing. Let's all focus on this one objective and this one key result. We're all laser focused, laser focused, and then it happens. So it's a mix of working towards it, but also using your mind power to um, create reality. So yeah, see, it's it's both of those things, and that's one of the things I love about you too. It's you seem to bring together both what's going on in that internal world, but you're still very grounded in the 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 reality of it, right? And um, finding that balance is, is so key so when we when we say how do we measure our success well we first started with talking about all the internal transformation and how you get to experience the difference in what it just feels like to be more clear and you can't measure that but i also see there's a importance and uh, there's benefit in playing that game of using numbers using measurements um to drive us forward i've kind of gotten away from that in myself before in the past just focusing too much and i've been on both ends where it's all external reality fixated on the reality of the the physical the material world and then i've gone so much inward that kind of like disconnected from that but i see you're you're doing a really good job of bringing those two things together mom yeah, there was a point, thank you. And there was a point where I tried to disassociate from the material world because I felt that I didn't want to involve myself in that reality because I felt like money was bad and, you know, capitalism is bad and I'm engaging with the system that I don't agree with and um, all of these things, which were, again, were perceptions because like money is, money is not good or bad. It's how you use it. It's a form of energy. And, you know, if I can focus a little bit of my energy on, hey, yeah, like, we need money to operate right now. One day we might not, but right now we do. And many of the systems use money. Right now there's different types of money, like cryptocurrency, whatever. But, you know, in the manifesting of my reality, I still have to sort of be able to play with that so I can use that energy to create more things that I want. You know, if I use it just for myself, to sort of buy myself Ferraris and mansions and stuff like that, you know, then I'd be falling into that old trap that I want to disassociate myself. But if I want to create like a retreat center that's creating transformational experiences, I'm going to need some money to do that. And, you know, just wishing I'm going to have a retreat center um, and trying to manifest it that way, it could probably work. But it, it, that's not how my sort of take on it is. It's like, okay, like I'm going to focus on it, I'm going to work on it. And I'm going to work on all the things in between that need to get there without stressing myself out too much and start having this vision, start making the moves to make it happen and sort of being able to sort of move with it along the way. Um, so I've brought it back into balance where, where everything on both sides is perceived as good or bad. And I, I learned this a lot of lessons from like my conspiracy theory days where I get so like drawn into one side of an equation and then believing the other side is the complete evil. 
and then realizing like it's, it's impossible for that many people to be like sinister and evil and it's a story that sort of plays on some of your like deepest darkest sort of maybe fantasies or or things that might make answer some questions or make you feel better about yourself and uh, not you meeting me or the per person in there and it's like the truth is probably somewhere in between and all over you know there's multiple mm -hmm. there's multiple perspectives as reality so it means that i think multiple things can be true at the same time depending on how you're looking at it and so i need to let go of that you know like 5g is probably something that's bad for health 100 percent 5g is the potential to um, change the way uh, we interact with technology and maybe that excel acceleration technology is going to create different types of ways to make it healthier for us or to make us immune to it or to do evolve all these different things it's going to help humanity break free from the current society we're in because the one thing i do know is like the trajectory humanity is on right now is not sustainable so we're going to need something to shift us from that so maybe it's technology maybe it isn't but for me to try to make up my mind and know the answer i'll never really know you know mm -hmm. but again it's to have that awareness is okay so I'm, I'm here during this time for a very short period of time compared to the rest of reality do i want to waste my time trying to figure out especially on social media and the conspiracy circles what is good and what is bad and what is right and what is wrong. So no, I'm just gonna stay open to the whole process. Um, so the same with money, the same with all these things. And just really try to try to say, okay, I'm not gonna invest too much time and energy. Allow, allow all things to be possible. And as long as it's not really infringing upon me, I can use that to my advantage or disadvantage. You know, am I gonna invest in 5G companies? I don't know if I'm gonna go that far. Um, but again, see right there, it's like my mind is trying to decide, okay, it's bad. So I shouldn't invest mm -hmm. my money there. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it could be life-saving technology that could change the planet forever. But because um, I've seen a few things that don't look so safe, whether trying to maybe roll it out too fast, maybe business is pushing it forward faster than they're doing testing, allowing the technology to evolve. Um, you know, maybe that's not good, but, but I don't know for sure. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm allowing my perspective to be influenced by things that I see. So it's, that's a touchy so subject and, and I probably brought it up for a reason because I've thought about it a little bit. You know, I'm still not sure what the take is on it. In the short term, I may be very um, keen to make a decision based on, hey, this is not good right now because whatever, but maybe I'm, I'm missing it with the long term. And the role that everything has in reality and how the universe unfolds. It's like, yeah, technology comes in for a specific reason to drive us in a certain way, to drive humanity, drive everything. Like, is it natural? Is it not natural? If it, if it was grown in this Petri dish of, of earth, I'd say it's somewhat natural, you know? Like if you had a Petri dish and technology started forming in there, would you say it was a natural formation or not? Yeah, might have to take a million years to get there, um, but it's happening in this planet for a reason. So there's energies that are creating that. Um, so it's hard to say like, like if I should judge it or not. Um, so anyways, I'm kind of sidetracked from the whole the money thing, but that's sort of where I'm trying to like let go of good or bad. You know, like I don't want to hurt anyone. I want to make sure I respect everyone. Um, but, you know, allow everyone to have their own experience here on earth without infringing on their rights or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So where are you now with your, your programming and feelings towards playing within the game of capitalism? Um, I think it needs to change still. I think there's a big, um, it's interesting because it's set up like a game and some people get really good at the game, but some people are driven for reasons that I don't think are right or correct at the harm of many other people mm -hmm. um but again that's me like trying to place judgment on this is good or bad right or wrong that, so yeah. you know like my own perspective is i'm an entrepreneur 
I want to make money, but I want to make sure the money that I make goes to doing good and creating experiences that I can be a part of and that I can share with other people. Um, so whether that's retreats or different economic systems, like even with like decentralization, I think is the future where you can allow everyone to have a piece of something. You know, we're not there yet, but there's going to be a transition where this um, capitalism is starting to get more unstable as we continue to grow, where it's going to have to shift into something else that is more inclusive, I think. You know, I think there will always be some sort of separation of classes and some people have a little bit more than others. But I think we're going to the end of that spectrum now where there's so much division. And, you know, out of that, it's going to break down to some chaos and something else is going to form out of it. Um, so, yeah, I like to sort of play within the rules of the game, capitalism per se, but also wherever I can is to sort of change that and, you know, support things that are disruptive in a good way and sort of put my money where my mouth is and try to share as much as possible. Um, so it's interesting. And I find myself having those challenges all the time, you know, making those decisions and following through with what I say that I'm going to do or that I want to do or that I think is right. Yeah, it's what I'm getting here is like being discerning and choosing consciously, right? Like you have to, you have to give some thought to like, how does this feel to me? And what decision am I going to feel most aligned with? And it seems like through the shift in perspectives, that choice may may change, right? What what feels right at the time might change, but once we're making that conscious choice for ourselves um rather than playing by default is how i kind of think of it um i think that's where the power lies so do you find yourself feeling more um comfortable operating within that system yeah you know like i wish money didn't exist <laughs> you know like i wish it was something we didn't have to worry about you know, but then I think about, you know, what we do all day, like what, what would life look like? It'd be so different, but I guess we wouldn't know that if, unless we experienced it and then something else would sort of, a different reality would be formed. So, you know, like, I just think like, I wish people didn't have to suffer. I wish animals didn't have to suffer. I wish um, there was no such thing as suffering period, but, you know, suffering has a specific role in evolution in growth and spiritual growth again, going back to my own suffering. So it's like, it's hard to say like, yeah, like this is creating an experience for people that, people meaning like souls that come into this world at this time, needing this sort of duality to experience it. I mean, if it was perfect and people just came here and it was like a paradise, like you wouldn't really learn much. You'd probably enjoy it for a bit, but how long, you know? And if it was infinite, you know, I think we'd get really boring just to sit in waterfalls and bliss all the time i don't know there'd be a point where you'd just be like okay i need something else more stimulating we did and do I, that huh? <laughs> we, we did say i need something else and here we are <laughs> right and 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 this is an experience we're having now and and i try to remind myself that when i'm going through difficult times like yeah like we chose this we chose to be here to experience this. we need to learn something we need to grow and maybe this is just a part of you know the path to what we can't understand you know some of the psychedelic experiences i've had i can't understand what's going on like my mind is like shattered in a million pieces and which goes to show me that, you know, when I get those glimpses, it's like, I'm only seeing a small fraction of reality. I know nothing, you know, and imagine like what an ant's consciousness is compared to our consciousness, much different, not saying better or worse, but just different or an elephant or a hawk or, 
a worm or a star you know it's like everything is totally different and we're maybe we're all of it at the same time and we're just experiencing it right now as a human because it's part of our evolution and that's part of the mystery of life and the excitement too of you know what happens next and and i try to catch myself just not worried about that and trying to be as present as possible where the mind tries to like think and worry and figure out where it's it's not it's i don't think it's about that i think it's about you know experiencing and being present and allowing yourself to learn and grow and and enjoy the process even though sometimes it's not enjoyable yeah. um but to appreciate that yeah. yeah you look back at it and well it allows for the the experience of appreciation right the suffering the contrast allows us to to appreciate when things are brighter so we learn to even embrace that mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah i'm enjoying the process of unfolding the mystery and i know you are too man <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> yeah um but it seems like these days it's more grounded in in being present being being with the the mission huh being with the mission so what yeah. sorry yeah. what's been the, yeah. the focus in my life like uh, what i'm what i'm working on now is that what the question is yeah yeah so i got a few projects on the go um with the and i don't just goal. mean externally man i just mean like in the grand scheme of things what's what's been most relevant to you yeah um yeah so the external projects which are a lot of fun and sparking my curiosity to understand you know like human behavior and um understanding the way the human mind works and trying to help people and being of service at the same time where I can engage in a, a way to sort of make money to then you reinvest that into the world that I think that I want to see or all my kids to grow up in. So that's sort of the process that's evolving right now in sort of my business world. So, um, you know, we have Elemental Studio, which, which is a place for people to congregate at, to have experiences, to um, meet other people, share. Um, we, we, aligned with that is, you know, the men's groups and women's groups that are part of that. Um, I'm facilitating breath work and training people to become uh, facilitators as well. So sharing that gift that I was given um, initially through Wim Hof um, was, was my teacher and I got certified and I sort of created something a little bit different that was more aligned with myself, being able to share that. And then, you know, some of the online stuff, we're creating an online um, community and, um, creating uh, the online school and all these things and you know it's it's evolving you know it's evolving so um it's hard to say exactly what the mission is um but i'm just trying to allow it to unfold you know because um, it that feels good coming up a lot allow allow that that's what it is allow and before it was more like push like the bulldozer through and like put into gear and drive it and crush it and crank and all those words it's like about get up and go and i was just like okay like something something's happening here and you know i went to business school and there's a first mover's advantage and all that stuff and it's like this fear of like yeah i need to go full speed now or else someone else is gonna beat me to it or else um i'm not gonna be profitable or someone's gonna steal my idea and it was just like no if you're creating something that's good and something that has value 
you're going to attract people to use your product service or thing that you're creating. If you're just trying to do things to make money, then you're going to get stuck in that game of like overworking, just running in circles. I've been there. Um, so that's all the things I'm doing. I'm really thinking about like, Hey, how are we really creating value? How can I really sort of bring something forward, connect with people, create something that's going to impact their lives. And I don't worry about what it ends up being, you know, like I created this size company. I got to reach this many that some of those are some of the metrics and the key results, um, that help drive the projects forward, but it's not really top of my mind when it comes to, um, the things that I really want to create and get involved in. Um, have you seen a difference so, in the success that you see when operating from that space? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's totally different. It's totally different. Um, in my experience anyways, and the things that are not aligned quickly show themselves and, um, it's not always easy, but I've had to like walk away from different businesses and investments. Um, and in the longer run, seeing how powerful that was to, to create more space and energy for things I'm working on. So let go of the things that were no longer aligned and people know when things are out of alignment, you feel it, you get up in the morning and you're like, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do this. And I have to, they feel like, and they feel stuck. And I felt stuck for like 10 years. Um, and then I just finally was like, okay, like I'm just going to ready to move forward. And this, the moment I started making those kind of decisions where I would just drop the dead weight and not worry about like a financial loss or an investment of time that I put into it. It's like, yeah, I know I'm no longer aligned with this. I have to either sell it, abandon it, drop it, give it away. And then I can move forward. I started doing that. And then the other projects that I was more aligned with, I had all this energy to pour into it and allow those to flourish. And then new opportunities would come. And then new ways to make money would come. The new relationships would form out of those. Because I had all this energy I could put into it. And then they started evolving. And then it was okay, like, let's keep going here. Let's see what what's what's what can what can be created. Um so yeah, so I think for me it's it's aligning with my values, aligning with creating value. And then eventually um, you know, you can make money from them or not, you know, depending on what you're what you're what you're trying to create. Um but I guess going back to an earlier question around success, it's like a lot of the profit in my life is not dollars and cents. A lot of the profit in my life is experiences, is relationships. And, you know, the whole story around Elemental, the wellness studio that you met at, in itself has, hasn't made any money. Like I haven't really, since inception, like before COVID, it looked like this year we we're going to make some money finally. And it was going to pay off some of the debts that I had incurred and the bank loan we've been paying off, whatever. And there's a lot, like in the early days when I was struggling with building it and all the challenges that came up and letting go of all those other things I just mentioned and um, different sort of ventures that were sucking my energy. Um, looking back, I realized like, yeah, maybe this project was never intended to make any money, but it, the profit I received has given me so much energy, made so many relationships, created other opportunities outside of Elemental to make some money, to start a new business, to get invited to do workshops. You know, like it served a different purpose that when I look at it and I try to evaluate, it was super profitable, not in dollars and cents, but in my whole experience here on earth, you know, like if I take that out of the equation, I take away 80% of the things I'm doing right now. You know, but if I was compartmentalizing it, it's like profit and loss statements and saying like, what are the areas of my life that are not bringing in money? Like that would have been like gone a long time ago. So yeah, it's reevaluating like what you define as success and profit profitability. And 
those are some of the things it's like those experiences relationships exactly what i just mentioned and that, that that fulfills that in my life for sure and i see that like operating from that perspective allows for more of those gifts that may not come in the form of money but all those other forms of riches of abundance that that are available to us it allows for more of that in because you're not like bottlenecking yourself or you're not cutting yourself off from that and thinking that the only form of riches is is money and there's a very specific day i remember um where i was worried about the money worried about people actually showing up to this place I was building. It was not right in the city. So it wasn't like high population density. It's kind of tucked away in the kind of industrial area. And I was like, man, I screwed up. I put like almost my, all my life savings into this place and like bank loan. And I was like worried that people might not show up period. And I started feeling that lack. I started um, being stressed, I started doing things that were I thought were helping my stress, like smoking and drinking every night. Things I knew were horrible for me. Things I knew like a wellness center should not have mm-hmm. as part of it. And you know, the day we opened, you know, I stopped the drinking. I was just drinking some wine at night, but stopped that. I stopped smoking because when the guys were working on site, I remember when I was younger in like university, I associated smoking cigarettes with dealing with stress from exams. So immediately when I was in this stressful state, I was like, I had one cigarette. And I was like, okay, that brought back that sort of subconscious memory of like stress relief. And I was like, this is crazy. And then I said, okay, like nothing I can do now is going to change whether this place is going to be profitable. But my intention was to serve people and to help them and to create a community. So from this day forward, that's all I'm going to focus on. Every single person that walks in there, I'm just going to serve the fuck, serve the shit out of them and serve them to the highest level and just be there for them. And in the process, Process, continue to work on myself and whatever happens happens if I got to experience this meaning a bankruptcy a loss I'm sure that's part of my experience as soon as I made that decision things started to change I started tracking different people into the business my energy changed um, the employees energies changed everything changed and nothing really changed on the outside it was a, it was a shift inside in my mind and in my heart um, and then all the things that I mentioned earlier that came out of it in the, in the, the following two or three years opportunities relationships businesses experiences opportunities so of course sounds more in line with the experience you're trying to manifest right yeah exactly i see there's this um this interesting but i think difficult to adopt perspective that is you will always have what you need but no more than that You'll, you'll, you'll just, the universe will provide you exactly how much you need to have the experience that you wish to have if you align yourself with that. But that might entail not having a huge bank account number. But I think it's important that we stay focused upon the experience that we desire, not just the income. coming. And I think it's relative to that because like the challenge of a millionaire is not the money in the bank, but it's maybe their relationships. It's maybe them being miserable with other aspects of their life has nothing to do with the money. Or like for me in that experience, it was only when I accepted it would be okay to fail Mm -hmm. that I, I, I let go of that attachment and I was able to move on. It was only at that moment where I didn't have to go all the way there because I wasn't holding it all the way to the end. I was like, okay, if I'm going to fail and lose this, that's fine. I'll accept it. I'm totally okay with that. And I'm going to focus back on what my intention was and not worry about that anymore because it's inevitable if it's supposed to happen. And that shifted it. 
And I think it's the same thing in, in all situations. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to go to that event. It's when you realize what the lesson out of it is and really come to terms with that. So um, you can apply that to sort of any sort of situation. It doesn't have to have anything to do with money or not. It's relative to the situation you're in and what sort of is really the lesson that you need to learn in your life um, in this experience. Yeah, being like hyper aware of what it is that this, this experience is there to show us. Yeah, like it might be for someone who's rich to give away all their money and then allow relationships back into their life because their pursuit of money destroyed all their relationships and they need to learn that you know something about themselves and maybe that was probably caused by something that happened to them as a kid not being worthy not being seen not being heard um who knows what drives someone to prove themselves over and over again like not being loved and thinking that money's going to make them powerful or people are going to listen to them depending on what it is for them um, but then they get in this pattern where it's never enough you know and that's their experience to figure out and sometimes they don't sometimes they do you know, and I've seen people who are poor as hell and super happy. I've seen some people rich as hell and are super miserable and, and vice versa. So I don't, I don't think it's correlated per se. Um, you know, like I've seen some carefree people who live on the streets and I've seen some people that are probably way better off financially, but inside their mind, inside their heart, the way they feel and the way they think they're like broke and miserable and homeless in their mind right? Where happy-go-lucky, someone who's living on the streets has no, no attachments to worry about. They do what they please every day. They're interacting with people. And who's to say what's better? Yeah, their health is probably compromised a little bit. Um, and I'm not saying that I would trade like what I have for like being homeless, but I'm saying it's relative, you know, like what is the real purpose of being here? Right? I don't know. It's experience. It's an interesting one. Mm-hmm right? To fully detach. And there's stories of that, like the Buddha giving away all his riches and other, other people um, walking away from, from fame and fortune to live a spiritual life, to detach fully. And I think, you know, um, that would be the hardest challenge for any entrepreneur, you know, that wants to live a spiritual life. Is like, can you give it all away? Do you have to give it away? Probably not. But even when you get asked that question, how does that make you feel? Wow. Like, I don't know. It's scary. <laughs> I work so hard That's for this. Something. I'm so attached yeah. to everything that I've built and worked for. I deserve it. It's mine. Reality is we can't own anything in this world, really. We're all die back to dust. You know, we have these imaginary lines. I own this house. I have this fence. This is my land, my property. Um, but we're really all part of the entire universe. Can't really own anything. Fast forward a million years from now or a million years in the past. Would that even make sense then? But now our minds are like fixated on accumulating numbers inside a computer or um, little pieces of metal and in, in, in gold and riches and stuff like that. So I don't know. These are just things. <laughs> that, yeah, right. It's, it's <laughs> And it controls us and affects us and our reality and the, the way we live. Mm -hmm. um, oh, does it mean it's right or wrong or purposeful? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. One of the most powerful statements we can that could come out of our mouths. I'm yeah. starting to realize. Yeah. Yeah. What you're pointing to, man, is a uh, a very powerful state, I think, and it's where this this desire to to create or being in that experience of creating and serving 
comes together with what still being detached to to what's playing out. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. ultimate state, I think, where we're inspired to create and grow, but at the same time, again, detached from the outcome. It's an interesting dance. <laughs> it's an interesting dance. Finding that balance, and I'm working on it, and it's it's challenging at times and stressful at times and sometimes completely liberating um i'll let you know if i ever fully get there <laughs> to be fully detached <laughs> and grounded you know, so. let's not be attached to fully getting there either right yeah exactly <laughs> thinking that there is a getting there right right that idea right like we'll we'll get to that point where all is good we'll be eternally blissful it's a nice idea to strive to but even that right I don't think it exists. There's no finite destination. You know, some people think there is, if I get here, then I'll be happy or when this happens or whatever. Um, You know, let's just be happy now. Let's be present now. Let's do what we want now and see what continues to unfold and evolve and experience rather than thinking there's a a place to go. Because once you get there, there's going to be a million other places to go. Um, I think anyways. And I think that's what the, the contrast invokes in us, the desire to, to move forward. Because if it was all perfect, then there would be very little reason to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you inspire to create moving forward, my man? Tell me about that. What's the? I know it's been a conversation of allowing and whatnot, but I'm I'm sure there's something in you that's, that's invoking a sense of inspiration. What well, is there's that? there's two main projects that I'm really excited about right now. There's a personal development school, which I have a partner, Tai. So I'm more in the background, more of like just helping to grow the business and learning about scaling and um, understanding our users and clients and community and what they're really looking for and how to sort of dissect that. And it's blowing my mind, just, just diving into this part of reality and what that looks like. This is an online school, right? Online school, yeah. And then on the other side, we're creating something called Elemental Rhythm, which is a combination of, uh, it's online school as well, which is going to be focused on breathwork, uh, breathwork facilitator training, um, some courses around mindset and biohacking, and really creating an online community for people to connect, to inspire each other, to people who are interested in personal development and personal growth, um, to come along this journey as well. And it's going to be uh, an online site with um, different tools and resources that people can um, connect with um, to evolve their own experience here um, on earth at this time. So those are the two things I'm focusing on. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, like the breath work we designed, it uses breath work, music, movement, subconscious reprogramming, some guided meditation. It's very experiential because I love experiences and it helps people to learn and grow through experience. Um, there's different type of people that like to learn different ways. Um, but for me, the truest learning is through experience. Um, I've had a lot of experiences in my life and I've read a lot of my life as well. And it never really clicks fully until you put into practice the, or the experience of theoretical knowledge or the things that you've learned. So I try to teach both sides of it, but really allow people to have the experiences and go out and experience it themselves in life. Hmm. Okay. You brought it up a couple of times. I kind of considered that um, this would be a, a direction we took our conversation. Mm-hmm. Man, you are a biohacking master. Some say that you share a soul with the legendary Wim Hof. 
I would I wouldn't go that far, but um, I like I like to get cold at times and put myself out there. So yeah, yeah. okay. So there's there's the two, and I'm really interested to hear you speak to to both of them. Um, I'm gonna start with the the breath work because that's the one that's a lot more um a lot more new to me. Um, in fact, actually. Oh yeah. Wow. So that's another thing I got to thank you for my first, um, oh, okay. Technically my second breathwork experience, but I'll say my first full breathwork experience was at Elemental, uh, with our boy, Joey. Um, since that experience, which happened maybe like September last year, um, breathwork has been something that I've been practicing Actually, I, not that I consider, I'm pretty proud of myself. I've been doing it almost every day for the last few months, um, almost every day. Um, and I know I can go deeper. I know that there's more there for me, um, but I've already gotten so much benefit out of it. And so again, another little thing that you played a part in um, supporting me. And now what does, the question that comes to mind is why, why breath work and what have you seen it have the potential to invoke in an individual? Well, the only reason why breath work is because I had an experience myself. And that's the only reason why anyone really continues down the path of breath work because they, they personally experience the value in it. People, a lot of people try breath work and it's the one thing that in one session, um, you can a just feel more calmer or have some clarity or relax all the way to in one section session changing your entire life like if you do like, like um, a full-on elemental breakthrough experience um, the elemental rhythm breakthrough experience um, it's similar transformational breath or holotropic breathing um, oh did you lose me there no but it went quiet for a little bit so maybe just take a tiny step back yeah so um, it allows people to have these deep experiences and you don't need any drugs or plant medicines or anything like that. And some people have told me that the experience they've had through a breathwork session has been more powerful than anything they've ever experienced. People who have done psychedelics and plant medicines. And it's a direct experience between you and yourself and you and the universe. And you breathe yourself into the state of altered consciousness, excuse me, the state of altered consciousness. And you can have these emotional releases, you get these deep, insightful you can have visions dreamlike experiences and it's beyond powerful and in my own experience you know like i was initially attracted to wim hof and um, i wanted to really climb a mountain in my shorts because i thought it'd be cool and very egotistical i could take some pictures and put it on social media because i thought that would be cool and i quickly realized that um by going and meeting all these people uh, at the training for the certification they're from all different walks of life, different ages, different ethnicities, um, different parts of the of North America. And each and every one of them, their life had transformed over a very short period of time once they started doing daily breath work and, and cold practice. But I think a lot of it had to do with the breath work. Um, it's hard to say which or which, so I won't say that. But um, And then in that week, you know, I was doing the Wim Hof training, which is a specific type of breathing, which I did every day. And he led us on this different type of breath work that was a little more intense and a little bit longer duration and we were just kept breathing and breathing and breathing and I had this out-of-body experience and I started crying uncontrollably and it just felt amazing and I was just laying there in awe after it was like what the heck was that like 
that I need to figure out what that was a little bit more. And then I started realizing there was like rebirthing breath work and lots of different breath work practices. Um, and so I just started experimenting and, and, and doing things in my own way, using some of the things I learned from Wim Hof, some of the things I picked up from other different breathwork modalities, um, some things I just experimented with and just created um, a sequence and an experience that I now train other people to facilitate. And even just that act of training other people is so amazing because once I start hearing them share the experiences that they sort of help guide other people on, it's like one of the most amazing experiences. If I help someone have an experience that changes their life, like it also changes my life. And when I know that I can allow someone or teach someone how to facilitate that for someone else, like that's such a gift to me to be able to share that with someone else. It's, it's so powerful. And that was sort of, it was an experience like that way back in my journey that sort of put me on this path of service. Because when I felt that feeling of someone thanking me because I helped them and it's changed their life, mm. like the feeling I felt was more rewarding than any sort of business deal I'd ever done. And I get to experience this all the time where people call me and say, oh, it was so amazing. I led a session for these people. And the guy said, you know, it changed his life. He was crying and he was forgiving his father for something or other or whatever. And, and it really, really is moving. So, you know, most people don't breathe correctly. So aside from the, the breakthrough experience, we teach people breathing fundamentals. And just by correcting your breath can, can help your, your body in so many ways, body, your mind, um, your ability to sleep better, to deal with stress better. Um, it, it's incredible, all the things like that your, your breathing affects. So um, I'm excited to just share that. And again, like there's apps out there that teach breathing. There's apps out there that teach meditation. There's a lot of people doing it. And I'm, I'm not worried about that because I'm, I'm just focused on connecting with people and teaching them how to do it and create a community around that. So I don't have to be the biggest or the best. I just want to really hone in the value I can provide people. And that's the service community and these experiences. And we're going to see what evolves out of there. Um, yeah, so that's breath work. I don't know if you have any questions around that. Okay, yeah. The, the big thing is I feel like it's uh, there's importance to just reiterating some of the reiterating the, the benefits to it because, you know, like you said, of course, experience is the, the truest teacher and you got to experience it for yourself to really know. But I can definitely see how someone that has no experience with breath work is hearing this and saying, breathing, transforming my life. Like, okay, yes, maybe to the, the health benefits that we can speak to, which that I, I feel like we, we should be reiterating as well, just kind of emphasizing. Um, but the the degree by which people are are invoking like personal transformation like i don't think the average person can really understand how that's happening so any more you have to say about yeah that? it's and and the first thing i'll say to that is they'll never understand by us talking about it it's something they have to experience they have to try and they have to go there and they have to really put some work into it it's breath work for a reason where you got to push yourself you got to be breathing for you know 30 30 or so minutes minimum, maybe 20, you can get there, pushing yourself, being guided and being able to let go. And, and you start changing states. You get into this altered state of consciousness where people claim that they feel high or they feel like they're on psychedelics or something like that. Um, and you can have these like emotional releases or cognitive breakthroughs or have these insights or it's, it's anything can happen really. Um, and that's really like the, the, the transformational aspect that can happen in an instant. But then through just breath retraining, you know, you start getting that clarity again by slowing down the way you breathe. It affects your this nervous system. How you're breathing in your day to day. 
day to day. Yeah. Cause the, what I realized is people were coming for the experience and they'd come every week for an experience in a class and they were having amazing experiences. Their life was changing already, less stress, lower heart rate, um, all these things. Um, but they still poor breathing mechanics. So I wanted to teach them how to breathe better because that's on a daily basis. You take like, you know, anywhere from like 15 to 25,000 breaths a day. Uh, let's make sure everyone counts and let's make sure we're optimizing our breath. Let's make sure we're allowing ourselves to have the most oxygen as possible. Let's make sure that our nervous systems are not in sympathetic all the time, that they're predominantly in parasympathetics so we're relaxed. And, you know, if we need to go to sympathetic, we can and, you know, fight or flight instances, but those are very rare and far between, but we have a lot of triggers that bring us into there, like perceived stress, like stress from work, chronic stress. Um, and by allowing yourself to breathe through that and knowing how to breathe properly, it can help keep you in parasympathetic state, which is rest, digest, recover, heal, all those kind of things. Um, so it's been a passion of mine because like you said, most people are like, yeah, I breathe all the time. I breathe every day. What do I need to know? I know how to breathe. The reality of the matter is most people don't. There's a high percentage of people that are either breathing incorrectly, breathing too quickly, um, and can really see a lot of changes in the way they breathe. Uh, see a lot of changes in all aspects of their life just by changing the way they breathe. Nice. So more calm, more clarity, um, more energy. Better performance, uh, better athletic performance, better sex, better sleep. Um, you name it, less stress, less anxiety. Um, clearer mind, uh, reduced depression, happier. You pick any one on the list. <laughs> Tell me someone that doesn't want any one of those. All of it. Okay. So teach us how to breathe, G. So the most basic thing that people need to know is um, less is more. So you want to slow down your breathing and you want to breathe through your nose. Those are the two most simple things. Okay. So I'm going to jump in right there. Less is more. I'm with you. Now, why is it that we always hear about the importance of deep breathing. I think it's a misconception. It feels good to breathe deeply. It's like you're stretching your body. Um, if it's slow and deep, yeah. So deep in a way is 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 right because you want to breathe deep into your diaphragm. Um, the diaphragm is designed for breathing. It helps get air deeper into the lungs. Diaphragm is a muscle, so as you expand your belly. Um, it creates more air in the chest and the, the lungs work as a vacuum and it brings, as you open it, it brings more air in. When you breathe deeply, it also um, will circulate stagnant air in the, in the lower part of the lungs, which has the most blood running through it. So it allows it to be more efficient. When you're shallow breathing, you're breathing up in the chest, you're activating your parasympathetic nervous system, um, probably cortisol and adrenaline as well. Um, when you breathe deeper, it goes deeper into your lungs and is allowing your, your blood to sort of um, pick up more of the oxygen, carbon dioxide. And also it helps to stimulate um, to massage your organs and to massage the lymphatic fluid when you breathe into your diaphragm. So if you're breathing deep includes breathing deep into your diaphragm, yes, it's correct. Um, sometimes people breathe deep into their chest. It's better than shallow breathing, but it's still not the best. We want to breathe less because we want, well, what they've, what they've found, science has found, is that people who overbreathe um, are expelling too much CO2. They breathe quickly, they breathe fast, they're breathing too much. And the more you breathe, actually, the less healthier you are. Um, and there's a lot of studies that have seen this. What we want to be able to do is build up our carbon dioxide tolerance. So allow ourselves to have higher levels of carbon dioxide, not to the point where we're just inhaling carbon dioxide, but the right balance. Because carbon dioxide, people think is a waste gas. Really, it's the most important, it's just as important as oxygen because what it does is delivers the oxygen to your cells. 
It picks up the oxygen from your red blood cells, your hemoglobin, delivers it into the cells. Okay. So slow, deep breathing allows you to get more into balance. When you, when you exhale, um, it reduces your heart rate, slows you down the mind. Um, and when you inhale, it excites. So if you're taking deep breaths, it can actually make you worse, more excited, more nervous, more amped up, where we want to take slow, deep breaths into our diaphragm. Um, almost like you're not breathing at all, just slow, controlled, deep breaths to help you stay calm and collective. And so you want to breathe deeply. Yes, deeply. But slowly. Slow, calm, controlled, not about big breaths, like deep into the diaphragm mm -hmm. and slow. And, you know, less breaths per minute, it's better. So slow is the is a key that's standing out there now. Slow like, and low. Okay. And would it, so is taking in more air per time, like, is that just better? No, breathing volume too is not better. Um, okay. You know, if you need to perform, if you need to um, get away, if you need to fight or flight, yeah, we're going to need more um, to fuel high output, right? Because we're, we're moving, we're expelling, we're using oxygen to fuel the system. So we don't got to move. But in general, you know, you want to breathe less and the body will be in balance perfectly. Mm -hmm. See, because I see a difference between like, I can, I can do one of two things right now. And it feels like they're two completely different things. There is just like being in that calm, relaxed, and just watching the natural rhythm of the breath where it's like the body is taking care of it for me. Um, there's no, there's no conscious effort being put towards controlling that mechanism. And then there's also like, okay, I'm going to consciously breathe deep. I'm going to control. I'm going to feel my diaphragm expand. I'm going to feel like which one of the two is it? So you've developed a habit, everyone has, that the way they currently breathe. So if you're in a stress state all the time, that becomes your normal breathing pattern because your body gets used to sort of breathing like that. Mm -hmm. It creates a vicious cycle, actually, when you overbreathe. Um, so the, the good thing is we can train ourselves. Or the, the human body is the most adaptable piece of machinery in the entire universe, I think. Whether it's going into cold, ice-cold lakes and rivers, whether it's going to heat, whether it's working out to run a marathon, the body will adapt if you sort of train it to. The same with your breathing and the breathing will become automatic when you train it. So if you practice breathing in a different way for a certain amount of time, you know, some people it's a few weeks, some people it's a few months, eventually it'll become automatic. And the biggest one that I see um, most people will see the biggest improvement is switching from mouth breathing to nose breathing. Yeah, so if you that. breathe just through your nose, it'll create a huge impact on your overall health, the way you sleep. Um, the nose is designed for breathing. It warms the air, cools the air, filters the air. It moves the air in a certain way that allows you to uh, um, get the most air into your lungs. Um, most, a lot of people sleep with their mouth open at night, where if you just tape your mouth shut, um, it'll force you to breathe through your nose. And the more you breathe through your nose, the bigger the airways will get, allowing you to breathe better. Um, yeah, and a lot of people don't even know that. They're just like, yeah, I'm breathing through my mouth. I enjoy it better. Or I feel normal doing that because that's how I've always breathed. Hmm. Yeah. So I guess those are some of the basic tips as far as the mechanics where I would start. And you're saying training the habit is a process of like consciously controlling throughout your day kind of? Throughout your day, yes. Yeah, an alarm on your phone, awareness alarm, I call it. When I, when I work with people, set an alarm. It just says breathe on it. Take five, 10 minutes, like, you know, people take a smoke break, take a breath break. We're just focusing on your mechanics, just breathing slow, deep into the diaphragm.
just like meditation. Extending your exhale. Yeah. Taking that time to deliberately practice is going to translate over into that being more natural throughout your day. Just like we sit down and we meditate, we're going to be more mindful through the day. We take that time to practice breathing correctly. We'll more naturally do so throughout our day. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So big takeaways. Slow, low through the nose. Perfect. Yeah, practice that. But again, I think uh, there's something to be said about just like that, that state of calm, like just watching, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Being attentive to that sensation of breath throughout. Do you find yourself doing that? Yeah, like I'm always like trying to see how I'm breathing. You know, I, I more see like when I'm, I've, I've, it's become more natural for me to just breathe a, a certain way because I've been practicing a long time. But yeah, I try to just be mindful of how I'm breathing in all, in all different situations. Like if I'm getting nervous or stressful or something happens, it's okay. Like just relax, breathe, come back to your breath. It'll, it'll make everything better. You know, you don't need to, you become less reactive when you sort of work on your breathing mechanics too. You'll, you'll be able to deal with stress so much better. You'll be able to, to sort of be resilient in stressful situations so much more than you would before where your breathing would sort of like kick in and take over. And that creates all these other mechanisms to systems in the body to come online. Um, stress hormones, adrenaline, heart rate increases based on the way you're breathing. So if you can keep your breathing controlled in a stressful situation, you can sort of manage, make decisions better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because there's the the physiological response to to stress, all the things you just named, like faster breathing, stress, like that um, that tension. Um, Now, the a feeling kind of invokes that in us but then we're we're kind of flipping the script and realizing that consciously controlling the body will shift the feeling yeah yeah exactly well my man thank you for teaching us how to breathe (laughs) as you know it's something that um well, like you said, not a lot of people realize how poorly they're doing it. So there's a reason why individuals like yourself, but so many like breathwork is um, maybe it's another one of those just synchronicity things. But ever since I first started, like it's showing up everywhere for me. So um, I think both you and I realize the importance of of this, but then also we're seeing how this is going to just kind of grow and then become so much more prevalent in, in what we're teaching people. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah, absolutely all right my man i'm glad we we touched on that i'm gonna i'm gonna save the cold conversation for another time um okay. why the cold is the the next episode we have together <laughs> um we'll, we'll do it in a nice bath <laughs> the whole podcast well it'll be a short <laughs> podcast but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. um why why the breath why the cold we will have a series we'll make a series out of it okay um, Love it. all right so i got i got one last question to ask you okay. but before i do i i've started to uh yeah i want to i want to wrap up the entire conversation with that so before i ask you that question why don't you just share us with share with us your your links anywhere that someone... i guess the simplest one is giovanni bartolomeo.com it's my name i just put it up there uh there's a youtube channel elemental awakening that's my podcast youtube channel we put content out daily and instagram um you can look me up there but if you want to get all these links just go to giovanni and you'll see like my psychedelic documentary 
um, the new platform we're building for Elemental Rhythm, which is going to have the breath work and personal development school. If you're interested in any of that stuff, GiovanniBartsmail.com made one site that will have links to all that uh, and more. So check that out and yeah, reach out, say hi. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, if you have any questions about any of this stuff, I'd love to answer them. Maybe create some content around your questions to, um, you know, go deeper into it if it's something more people get value out of as well. So yeah, check cool. it out. I'd love to hear from you guys. And the link to that, of course, will be in the show notes to this episode. Awesome. Um, and I think you just kind of gave us our episode three in our series, <laughs> Plant Medicine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'm ready to ask the big question. Are you ready to yeah, answer? I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I hope I right, the grand finale, my man. You just realized the power to telepathically communicate to all of humanity. <laughs> what do you say? I love you. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, and uh, and keep going, keep growing. That's it. You know, everything is is okay. We'll be fine. And um, yeah, we're all in it together, each and every one of us. That's it. This is not a voice inside your head, but it is the voice inside your head. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Keep it simple. You know, just words of encouragement that, um, yeah, we need to love each other more and keep keep going. Keep growing, keep learning, keep experiencing. Everything's happening for a reason. Don't need to have all the answers now. We just have to keep going. That's it, man. Thank you, Gio. Thank you, Source. <laughs> it just kept coming. Yeah. Simple but powerful. Thank you for everything that you are, man. Thank you for this time that you spent with me, all that you're doing, all the ways that you're serving. Um, again, I want to give you a, a personal note of gratitude for the way that you've impacted my experience and the, the opportunities that have presented themselves as a result of me connecting with you. Um, but again, on the grander scheme of things, you're, you're doing some great stuff in the world, my man, and I appreciate you. Uh, thank you, brother. I appreciate you. And thank you for all you do. And keep, keep going, man. You're doing great. And uh, excited to see all the things we create together how we support each other so thank you all right my man you take care until you too, episode two <laughs> looking forward to it <laughs> take care brother senders that is going to be all for this conversation i had with my brother giovanni i hope that this was valuable for you in seeing and maybe recognizing where you can be letting go detaching freeing up energy in ways that will allow you to align them for greater opportunities for yourself in ways that are in greater alignment with you and i hope that the portion on learning how to breathe has helped you or is going to help you with training a more effective breathing habit and perhaps diving into exploring breathwork as a tool for personal deep transformation. Ascenders, the activation process is here to assist you if you have heard the call to serve 
and activating your highest purpose. There is a sense of fulfillment, abundance, joy available to us on the path of our purpose. And we are all more than able to live in this way. In a way that doing work that brings us a sense of meaning and lights us up with a sense of passion and aliveness. And so if you are ready to activate all of this and more, head on over to academy.togetherwithsend.com forward slash activation dash process. The link to that will be in the show notes of this episode. Senders, thank you again for tuning into this episode of the Awaken Podcast. I appreciate you. I love you. And until next time, keep ascending.